Yo, this is Conan. You're listening to World of Wrestling Podcast with... What's going on? This is Mark Adam Haggerty, the voice of Chikara. And with King of Trios and our season finale behind us, I am looking forward to an historic 21st season with Chikara. You are currently listening to the World of Wrestling Podcast with Tax and Rich. Take it away, guys. Hello everybody, welcome to the World of Wrestling Podcast. We return from our short winter break. Hello! How, uh, my name is Rich and I'm obviously I'm joined by my good buddy Tax Williams. Hello mate, how you doing? I'm very well, how are you bud? I'm knackered from my inverted commas winter break. <laughs> We've had a lot going on the past couple of weeks. Oh man, um... For those of you who listen to previous episodes, my wife has been in hospital and has been unable to do pretty much anything for the last two weeks. So I've been juggling full-time employment, full-time childcare, school run, school run. I've been working till two in the morning, getting up at five. I've been attempting to work out. I've been missing my fitness training at MFH Fitness with our good friend, Mr. Wicked. And uh, But it's good to be back, ready for our... Christmas run, Christmas and New Year run, but obviously we've got to finish off our trilogy, which we've been starting. We do indeed, I'm the modern man, you're doing great stuff, dude. <laughs> but in all seriousness, uh, help a brother out, I'm really poor now, <laughs> so if you'd like to help us out, uh, head over to amazon.co.uk, just search World Wrestling Podcast, buy yourself a t-shirt, £15. If you listen to this today and you've got Prime, there is a chance you can get this t-shirt before Christmas. Make sure you get it, wear it on Christmas Eve, wear it, and I guarantee you Father Christmas will bring you something very, very nice. Absolutely, man. So today we are doing Shakara's King of Trios 2019 third and final night, the third part of our Shakara trilogy. Well, heading into this, we've got our two semi-final matches. We've got our, uh, I'll let you use the pronunciation because I always cock this up, Rey de Valadores. Rey de Valadores. Yeah. Uh, final. That's pretty good. Yeah. I uh, got there. King of the High Flyers. Um, and we've also got the classic tag team gauntlet, which in previous trios has worn on me a little bit. So, oh, really? So I was interested to see <laughs> okay. how this uh, this got on. And we've also got um, Jordan Grace returning for night three as well, which is very, very nice. Absolutely. Before we get into it too much, let's just thank our buddy Mark Adam Haggerty again for the intro. What an absolute legend. Three nights he's had this intro for. Uh, Mark A. Haggerty on Twitter. Give him a follow. He's outstanding at his job. So yeah, And he's go. also got some wicked things on Twitter. He's a funny, funny guy. Some of his character work is fantastic. I've noticed him popping up more and more on my timeline recently. Yeah. He's a very funny, entertaining dude. Hilarious chap. Very talented. Okay, so quickly... Let's just quickly announce what we're going to be doing. We've got a uh, Christmas special coming Christmas Eve. I think we're going to release yes, it. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, we also have the Super Quiz Cup coming out on New Year's Eve. Quiz Cup number three. Can I retain or can Mr. Wicked retain the Super Quiz Cup? As new you can, format as well. New format. As mm. you can tell going into this, I am very fed up of winning. <laughs> so um you might you may won know- the past two with miss wick as a tag but now you are singles competitors yeah so in all seriousness i'm very much hoping that without mr wicked i will lose badly mm. i'm I, I i believe i am the dead weight of the team <laughs> so we'll find out on new year's eve how well it went tune in for our pro wrestling trivia contest at the super quiz cup on new year's eve that'll be released just in time for wrestle kingdom from new japan exactly and also again our other guests are uh, guest host of the podcast nick ware who sits in for me on the times i can't come in and also clearly now the most talented man on the planet will power he's one of the best wrestlers on the planet he's one of the best musicians on the planet and i don't know if you recently saw his <laughs> artwork 
of I Luke Vega know. and one fan Dan drawing a, the choo-choo train with them all aboard. Oh, really? Good grief. He wow. is one talented son of a gun. We'll have to share that on our Twitter feed. So follow us at World of Rest Pod to find this amazing artwork from World Power. And we've also got <sighs> your former tag team partner in terms of the Super Quiz Cup. Ah, uh, yes, Mr. Wicked. <laughs> my, my, my arch and nemesis in quiz. <laughs> Who can win? Keep an eye on your podcast feed. This will be on YouTube. We've got a full video production for this one. But it will also be releasing the, all, the, all the audio timelines as always. So. Yeah, so spend your Christmas with us. If you're driving, see family on Christmas Eve. If you're driving, see family on New Year's Eve. Subscribe on all your podcasts, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, whatever you choose to listen podcasts on. Subscribe to us. Leave us a five-star review. It really helps us out. really helps out in our algorithms and how we appear so we can essentially get more more out more content out to all of you guys just click the five stars does a massive favor thumbs up no over. write a flipping essay <laughs> <laughs> so shikara king of trios night three let's jump into it so the 6th of october 2019 we're back at the goodwill beneficial association hall in reading pennsylvania usa uh, we're both watching on shikaratopia also available on independentwrestling.tv uh, so tonight's commentary is uh, bryce rensberg dasha hatfield jason heat Chris Levin, 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 uh, Mike Quackenbush, and Scott Holiday. Uh, a nice combination of commentary teams. Very quick before we go into this, did you, have you seen the feedback or any of the highlights of Quack versus Tyler Bate? No, from Fight Club. Pro. I saw Quack's promo from Fight Club yeah. Pro, and I was like, oh, this man can work. <laughs> so good yeah okay i, we'll I look check it out we will have point. to cover that fight club pro show for a future pod just for this match alone we've talked about doing a fight club pro show so yeah, yeah it's uh, definitely worth a check out i imagine yeah so we'll get the lovely wwe-esque then now forever type ident at the beginning <laughs> as we've had every night it's been really cool uh match graphics proceed to run down the card but uh, then <laughs> go ahead i am furious by this and no don't get me wrong <laughs> I love the in-ring product of Chikara. And as we said before, night one, we didn't have our final match on night one on Chikaratopia. That was annoying. Mm. Night two, pretty good. Production value, commentary, very good. Night three, as we've said before, it's running down the card of what we're going to see. So we've got semi-final one, semi-final two, tag team gauntlet with no one there. Very nice match graphics. Yes. Until the last match graphic, which gives away the result of semi-final one and semi-final two and says who's in the final. Why? You messaged me going, don't watch the intro if you're going to watch this. So I skipped it. uh, And I came back to it at the end of the night. I was like, oh my God, they didn't. Please tell me they didn't. They literally put what the final's going to be. So you may as well not watch the first two matches. (laughs) I was tempted not to. (laughs) Time has been a premium. Uh, In terms of like, you know, kayfabe, this is ridiculous. The most Brit Rest thing I've ever seen from like a non-Brit Rest company, you know. It was amazing. Oh my god! It would, it would just be like saying, "Oh, here's the first ever King of the Wind, King of the Ring that Brett wins." It's so dumb. So I mean, so in fairness, dumb. Gorilla Monsoon did that and got a load of shit for it. <laughs> I think Bret Hart's going to win. Shut up, Gorilla! Oh, so, so I couldn't believe it, man. They did this. So it's such a simple thing. Don't just put, put the final in. question mark, question mark, question mark. Just anything, you know, rather than just spoiling who's going to be in the main event, you know. I, I think the problem already, partly through being fatigued and seeing this to start with, hmm. I was already not in a prepared mood i was like right well you've ruined two of the matches yeah on the card so already i'm like i i'm already not for the first time i'm not really enjoying this because i know what's going to happen for mm. the next like half hour 45 minutes let's see if the action can 
redeem this mistake. <laughs> Let's put it that way. So, Mark Adam Haggerty in a sparkly white suit jacket with black lapels. Oh, it's redeemed. Looking some sort of like <laughs> 90s porn star routine. It looks beautiful. Is here with our buddy Bryce. A quick hello from both guys. They hype up the crowd and dance around the ring a little bit. Fist pumping away. And we're straight into the first match announcement. I love how they just kind of jump straight into it. Like, here we go. Action. Let's go. Yeah, no dicking about. Absolutely great. Mishikara, you got say over the three nights have been absolutely great they're like hello here we are here's a match yeah then no no faffing about everything we want uh so first match king and trio 2019 semi-final match which definitely hasn't been spoiled uh, with fist of icarus tony deppen and travis huckabee there's my pick (laughs) (laughs) versus the nations of domination against uh, with adam hoffman jack bonza and mick moretti so quack on commentary soloing for the first match yeah with not great sound quality it sounded like he was on the other side of a wall and the microphone was the other side and maybe they put like one of the mic shields in front of it but it was actually just his hand so what you're hearing there is quack doing commentary with his hand over his face yeah it's as much as i love a lot about shikara it's little things like this that stop me from wanting to watch it on a weekly sort of basis you know yeah it's quite hard work especially when they got it so right for night two yeah night one and now night three obviously i've already had the final spoil and now i've got bad audio Mm. which again normally doesn't bother me too much but i think because i'm in a grumpy mood already (laughs) i I was like i'm getting grumpy now (laughs) it's really bad (laughs) i'm just gonna sit here sulking for the next hour that's cool i get it yeah but it's just it's such simple things that Yes, I appreciate sometimes it's harder to get it done if you're busy. You've got a small production crew. Especially when this seems to be from a live stream production. Yeah, but you can always do your tests. Yeah. When when we did SEPW stuff live on Facebook, we would test the live stream. Mm-hmm. And it that's, oh no, that's too loud. Oh, that's too quiet. That's fine. It, there's no crackling. There's no distortion. Great. Why can Little Brit Rest Promotion do something that Chikara can't? Yeah, there, there was a time when Shikara's production was really outstanding, like a couple of years back. And then, uh, I might be wrong here, but I feel a couple of people left the company to go on to pursue other things, whatever it may be. And the production definitely took a bit of a drop. I think it became much more in-house as such. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's yeah, the commentary here is, it's, you can just about understand what they're saying. Yeah. You know, it's not horrifically bad. It's not like... <laughs> It's not the worst we've reviewed, and it's certainly not mm. the worst reviewed of some of the bigger promotions as well, because some yeah. of the bigger promotions in BritRest who have the commentary, um, again, PCW is an example, they've got huge shows, but sometimes their audio comment for the commentary is doctor. Hmm. The thing is, with a couple of little adjustments, this is a recorded track we're listening yeah. to. You could probably isolate that quite easily boost it a little bit clean it up a touch and upload it and just that they don't seem to have anyone with the skill or ability to do that is unfortunate but the problem i've got as well is that it's a live track going over the top of it as we've established before this is what i do with pwa and sometimes scpw if i can't make show same for wrestling for if i need to do any other future edits Hmm. i have no sound or technical background but yet i can do it yeah and I'm just a numbers man. I feel like a quick YouTube or a Google yeah. could fix this problem for them. 
Anyway, so both teams do the black power fist in the air thing. A lot of Caucasian faces doing this. You know, Darth was a bit like, eh, okay. Everyone's equal. <laughs> see uh, see Ray's uh, view. <laughs> Have you not seen the um, the Italian football racism campaign? No. Where they put three monkeys up and said, oh, we're all monkeys. Jesus <laughs> it's Christ. Ridiculous. Cheers, Milan and Roma for going, that's not right. Really? Okay, fair enough. At least someone's gone like that's a bit fucked up. Yeah, Jesus. And the, the quote the quote for the um the quote from the artist was like, Well, I've been drawing monkeys for five years, so I just did that. Of course. Oh yeah. good. Why if not? Because you, if you're doing something with racism in Italian football, <laughs> oh, I wonder what the main thing I'm gonna select is. Well, at least Shikari isn't as bad as Italian football <laughs> artists, so there we go. So um someone throws coffee cups in the ring and Bryce makes the best of the situation by going, Get this trash out of my ring while Jesse String towards Icarus. <laughs> yeah, like, that yeah. is banter. <laughs> Icarus' response is hilarious. Like, him as this obnoxious heel character is one of my favorite things in pro wrestling. I think he's an absolute genius. I love faux Triple H. <laughs> the, the, yeah, him and Bryce together, yeah. like, get that routine going. And it's so funny. So, Huckabee and Bonzo to start. What are your opinions on these two? Uh, yeah. I think it's these are the two who definitely need to have more ring time. So mm. I think it made sense to give them the chance to open of the, the match for the both teams. But certainly not as strong as the other four guys in this. I think um, both Huckabee and Bonza have some talent, right? Better than your average kind of wrestling trainee sort of level. Yeah. Uh, they're certainly significantly better than I've ever done. Let's put it that yeah. way. Um, but they, they seem to be a little bit devoid of gimmick and personality. Yeah. Know? This is basically Wrestle Factory runs and drills in some gear yeah sure there was no there's no real bringing the crowd into it there was no real storytelling yeah it's again one of the things we always say about with Shikara is it's going to be an athletic contest as well as a bit of fun mm. here and there but this was just very very bland from a wrestling standpoint yeah. technically really sound yeah they do some fun technical wrestling it's yeah. just I, I don't get why what the purpose of what they're doing is almost at this point. Like it's the third night. We want to either get the crowd going or we want to get them interested. And you had them laughing and relaxed and really enjoying what was happening at the beginning. And they used to get in the ring and they do their technical stuff. And it's like, eh, okay, yeah. cool. It's sort of a full start to yeah. it, really. Yeah, it's, it's surreal for me. Especially for a semi-final. Yeah. I know the whole concept is, well, we've got to wrestle two times in a night if we are victorious. So we've got to keep fresh and try and be a bit more strategic. So looking at it from that aspect, then you're thinking... Well, maybe they put these guys in to try and be the workhorse that more experienced guys go in the final if they get sure, there. Yeah, but that story wasn't it's, told. Both guys are quite similar in that they're quite plain faced in the way that like Roderick Strong was a lot. Was you know is <laughs> okay. Fair enough. He does a bit more facial work and stuff now. He's in NXT. Now he's in the undisputed era. He's gonna be lost when he's gone. But anyway, yeah, Roddy's great in the <laughs> ring, but crap personality. But you know what I mean? Like these two have different styles. Like Bonds is much bigger. Huckabee's more that kind of trying to be the British style, like yeah. that indie kind of American style. But they're just they're not. There's not enough there personality wise. I want to see them boosted, pushed to like 110 percent, if you will. That's like, such a cliche, but yeah, they they need to be amplified definitely. But then Moretti and Icarus get in the ring. Way! And you're like, these guys, 
Ho, ho, ho. Different level. Yeah, they're so good. They do the whole thing where he, uh, he unzips Icarus' jacket to reveal yeah. the tattoo in the crowd, like, no, boo! <laughs> He's like, well, I better zip it back up. What's <laughs> happening? And unzips it again and chops him. It's like, oh, quickly zips it up. It's like, don't worry. <laughs> it's okay. These two are hilarious. Like, really well-developed characters, you know? And brought the crowd back into it. Yeah, totally. Uh, the crowd are so into it as soon as this start to, starts to happen. So we get a super complicated kind of back and forth match between all six guys, kind of all permanently jumping in and out of the ring, doing high spots. It's it's a lot of fun. I don't know how you set this sort of match up. It felt like it was like improv jazz almost, you know? Yeah, don't tell Jericho with the lack of tagging in and out. <laughs> Where's Lucha? So, well, is it? <laughs> this is. I've been to Mexico. They tag there. All right, Jericho. Chill out. <laughs> is that a thing? Oh, have you, did you all see the Jericho no. calling out? Like, I've been or, very busy the uh, couple of weeks. So. Jer- Jericho's uh, called a meeting in AEW about how the tag wrestling has been shit because nobody bothers to tag. Right. And okay. specifically called out the Lucha Brothers on it. Well, <laughs> I don't disagree with that, to be honest, but it is what it is. Yeah, but Pentagon's amazing, so. Yeah, dude. Did you see the thing I tweeted out the other day? Yeah. Turned up to a radio interview in mask and paint in a black suit with a black tie. I'm like, my God, he works that gimmick hard. Like he's never caught without the face paint ever. Or failing that, that's actually how he looks. <laughs> it's just permanent. He's yeah. just had it tattooed on. Yeah. My God, I love Penta so much. Like he's not the greatest wrestler in the world. Let's be honest. He's, about he's one of the more dangerous wrestlers in the world. Oh, he's lethal. Yeah, he's absolutely <laughs> yeah. brutal. Seeing him in Lucha Underground, he's a dangerous boy. He does so much shit that I'm just like, just sell you motherfucker, sell. No, he'll just he do won't his, do it. He'll just do his hand gestures, and that'll be fine. That's yeah. his selling. Totally, I'm into it. All, he could just do Cerro Miero like all night, and I'd be like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, cool. Do a flip, flip pile drivers. Yeah, that's fine. I, it's just the gimmick is so so over with me. But as you said. Very met lots and lots of lucha spots here. Clash each car sure. with the, with the trio's action. They get some sort of a slow build going on, but then there's a hot tag and it's just like mayhem, 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 mayhem. You know, hot it's- vault. Yeah, it's explosive. Yeah. tag there's a kind of an awkward couple of spots there's one where they go for a run into a labelle lock where hoffman does it to deppen and he literally just dumps tony on his head and it's like oh my neck ow 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 but um icarus icarus hits all the spots and gets the win on, but the got him the win on night two but bonza kicks out yeah. on him this time fist hit a really cool sequence of moves moretti kicks out at one uh, and they really played that up on commentary as well it's only a one yeah the crowd didn't react as much as i think they'd want them to but everyone in the ring did their job they all were like what big jaws on the floor the whole of fists were in there really selling it as well as the commentary as you say so they're doing the right stuff yeah i don't know how i feel about people kicking out of stuff at one but it's what it is hello rolling flip destroyer from (laughs) dvt double headbutts everyone goes down Nation of Dominations, three on one with Devin. <laughs> We're getting that over. Nations of Dominations hit their shield power bomb for the one, two, three. And winners and progressing to the finals that you would already know if you watched the introduction to the show, <laughs> the Nations of Dominations. Awesome. Really fun opener. Uh, started clunky, but got a lot better as it went on. Sure, yeah. Really, really fun. So... Jakob Hammermeyer segment. I'm like, yes, Jakob. I haven't seen this guy for a while. Uh, I kind of stopped watching Shikara around the time of the BDK. 
had really taken over and had their well i guess like i was it was in the middle of my kind of fandom as such um do you know about the bdk no Bruderschaft is crisis it was when they had lots of guys from germany coming over i think they had volta under a mask they had jacob as like the the mouthpiece yeah. as such uh they had claudio castagnoli erez like sarah del rey all as one evil heel stable they would do this kind of like culty gray and black kind of faux german sort of gimmick it was very very cool oh german um dark order pretty much man like but 10 years before you know it was old as new one of the heights of shikara's kind of awesomeness storytelling and that's quite a faction sure sure like do you think about the names <laughs> yeah. that were in it they had uh, pinky sanchez in there as well who's like a vicious little bastard at the time <laughs> uh, lots of very very cool talent in there anyway so a Jakob in his gold crown glorious beard wife beater bum bag and in his pants <laughs> and i mean british pants not american pants why yeah, fronts <laughs> literally it looks fucking hilarious what a look <laughs> things for tax winnings to 2020 <laughs> I thought you might like it. Yeah. It's just the wrong color. That's the only problem. We'll get there. <laughs> so, Jakob and Lady Frost uh, will tag tonight, assuming in the ag- annual tag gauntlet. But Jakob already has a tag partner. <laughs> he goes, don't you walk away from me. I'm monologuing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're funny as anything. Just hilarious. Um, I, I like this Lady Frost thing throughout the evening. Yeah. That was really good. Reoccurring sequences. Yeah. So we haven't had much backstage stuff. They, they've we... really put it into night three. <laughs> sure, absolutely. So Lady Frost is looking for a tag partner. Jakob already has Der Wildebeest, which is his tag partner. Which reminded me when we get to it, I was like, I wanted to mention, oh, he reminds me a little bit of the bull from OWE, but the the mongolian warrior and the bull have split up now they are oh. rivals in owe no way we need to catch up with owe at some point down the line no we don't <laughs> we'll see <laughs> so on to our second match the king of trios 2019 semi-final match the final semi-final match if that's the thing the colony of fire ant green ant and thief ant that's my pick <laughs> the crucible of lance steel ophidian and Kim- princess kimberly or kimberly and now she's just called just kimberly there we go so again quack soloing on commentary doing a really good job of it i love quack's commentary yeah we've gone on about it a few times but it's just the best he's so i think good. he's just good at everything he's one of these naturally mm. gifted people who can do it on the mic do it in the ring do it in the training school it's great yeah, what a bastard. <laughs> God damn so you, good Quack. At <laughs> but yeah, if you want some inspiration about how to be good at wrestling, just watch whatever Quack does. You yeah. don't have to copy it, but my lord, he gets it. And also listen to his pod. Yeah, sure. He's got some books out and stuff yeah. as well. So yeah, really interesting. But don't use any of the 17 forbidden holds. <laughs> Indeed. This comes again like into this match. So as there's a face team in the finals already the um are they called nations of dominations uh you can probably guess who's going to win this one hang on wait if you watch the intro you can definitely <laughs> guess who's in who's going to win this one not that i won't let that go at all <coughs> ever so fire and ophidian to start yay amazingly talented these guys so much fun but the crucible lads jump the colony from the floor drag them down and we're like oh we're gonna get one of these quick finishes but fire immediately hits the beach break straight away fun Fast start to the match. This is what I was waiting for. I mean, the colony are outstanding all the time. And then just going against, essentially, t- I mean, Kimberly and Ophidian are top in Chikara as well. <laughs> yeah, so man. having that all together, oh, I enjoy it far too much. It's so much fun. So everyone flies over the top, firing off big moves. Prime Chikara here. Really, really cool. Uh, Quack starts to sell on commentary. 
this is one of the 17 forbidden holds as Ophidian does the penta arm snapper thing to Thief Ant, completely taking him out of the match. Do you know the origin of the 17 forbidden holds? No. So, um, my Shikara watching's patchy, so maybe I've missed some bits, but they they debuted a whole group of people called the Flood at one point. Right. And it was about 20, 30 different people that all came in at one time, like a whole bunch of new gimmicks, new wrestlers, all sorts of stuff, and tried to essentially take over Shikara. Right. One of these guys was called Seventeen, and then there was also the Shard as well, who were also kind of indie CZW guys and stuff that all came across basically, but under Moss gimmicks. And so Seventeen was basically the equivalent of Quackenbush, right? And so he was like the mirror of Quackenbush, but he would do these Seventeen holds that were banned from Shikara, Ooh. and every match he would finish with some crazy submission that would take out another wrestler. And so it's like they were literally invading Shikara's going through. So you've got this kind of return of this idea here of these 17 forbidden holes that Ophidian is now using to kind of destroy Shakara from the inside. Because he like, is now the top baddie. Oh, that's so good. It's like comic book shit, you know? Oh, so much fun. So Thief Ant is taken out of the match, as we believe at this point. Mm. So Green and Fire Ant do a double stomp beach break combo to Kimberly. Looked absolutely brutal dropped her right on her fucking head was, she loves oh, it so cool i think she's having a great time yeah. taking these bumps yeah. uh they're really telling an amazing story of taking out each other's tag partners and it becomes a matter of survival almost as this match goes on imagine if this had been the final yeah i mm. mean but for the purpose of storyline it couldn't be but this is the best match of the trios yeah absolutely so colony tries for the anthill but Thiefan has got such a damaged arm that he can't hold the weight. So they all collapse in on each other. I mean, Ants just, are so oh. strong. Ants are so strong. How, <laughs> he must be so injured. Exactly. So I thought this would be the finish. Okay. I really, they had absolutely sold me. Like, it's very rare that I'm just like, oh, that's it. They're done. So when Ophidian locks in the Cobra Clutch to green, it feels like there's, there's no way they're getting out of this because green has now been taken out of the match as well. So Ophidian pulls Green over from a gory special into a pile driver, Stein screwdriver style. And I'm like, oh, bang. Green sells this <laughs> like death. He is limp on the floor. The storytelling here. My God, this is good. Outstanding. <laughs> I say outstanding a lot, babe. Genuinely, you run out of superlatives for this. Yeah, it really does get to that point. So this is now really down to the Crucible three on one against Fire Ramp. Incredible storytelling. Fire Ant manages to take out Ophidian after some very exciting exchanges. Kimberly pops in again, another amazingly intriguing of exchanges and reversals with Fire Ant. Leads to fire, so flipping fire over into an alligator clutch. Quackenbush's move yeah. for the one, two, three, and the winners are progressing to the finals. As you might have already known if you watched the intro, <laughs> the Crucible. Good lord, it was a shame this spoiled for us because this could have been such an exciting finish. Yeah. That, that's the thing, especially at Fire Ant and Kimberly at the end. It was exciting for me. I missed the intro. You know? But mm. like, yeah, yeah. It, it took some of it away, but that doesn't take away that this match was the match of the tournament. And yeah. I know we haven't covered the final yet, but this this is it. So now we've got the Crucible and we've got last year's runners-up, the Nation. Of Dominations. The Four Nations of Dominations <laughs> in our final. This wow. match, though. This match. I, I wanted to go and rewatch it, but I was like, oh, I've got the rest of the thing and a movie to watch because it's special. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, it's just so perfect. You think the, about the performances of Ophidian, Gimbali, Fire Ant especially, and Quack from the night, nights previous to this as well. Yeah. Ooh, the storytelling and the momentum and 
the rivalry and the just within one match without saying a word the narrative they told it's it's perfection how do you feel about lance Steele? um because obviously I, I said earlier you know obviously you've got a fitting you've got kimberly who are mm. both fantastic lance still i've not been overly familiar with the work yeah. and definitely the third wheel yeah sure in comparison and in comparison to green thief and fire from the from the colony yeah still very very good but stood out that he was not at that level so the original lance Steele mm. was gen one shikara yeah like the first class i think uh, and he used to have a tag team partner wear the same gimmick, so the mask and the armor and everything else. And they would do the whole jousting spots and like, you know, they were, what were they? They were medieval soldiers from the future that came back to the past and became medieval soldiers or something. Like, it's a hilarious <laughs> gimmick. But they had a stable and they were comedy characters for years and years and years. Okay. I think this is the same gimmick with a, a different person under the mask. Right, okay. I think. It's, who knows okay but it's never i've never seen it pitched as like lance Steel 2 or whatever yeah but i think it is so i think he's a trainee guy that has um adopted the gimmick yeah okay a lot of shikara fans love and adore so a lot of the times with quacks booking it's the gimmick and stuff that can get someone over while they kind of develop into the wrestler he yeah. thinks they can be yeah you know and i think that's where he's at he's 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 not this thing he's not again, great but he's big and he's a bit of a heater for him. He's, he's not bad. That, yeah. That's the thing. But it's just the start of the match that was happening. Mm. Lance still did not, you know, it's always fights around clashes of styles potentially and he was definitely out of place. It feels like match. he's stuck between being a new kind of faux comedy character and wanting to be the serious heel aggressive fitting in with the Crucible gimmick. Yeah. It's like he's just not quite there yet either direction. He wants the Whispers gimmick. <laughs> Yeah, kinda. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so backstage again with Lady Frost, as she yeah. continues to look for a tag team partner. Oleg the Usurper. Oh my God, the Berserkers here. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhat of a return here. So he's very much the Brody kind of character, you know, the Berserker. He's he's a dumb, yeah, what Viking sort of character. Yeah. I I enjoy it so. Obviously, um, Lady Frost was asking for him to be a tag team, uh, a tag partner. So, I fight you? <laughs> and she was like, yes, no, no, we tag together. Oh, we tag. Yes. No, I've got a tag partner. With his furs and his garland <laughs> yeah. of onions around his neck and stuff. Oh, he's the best, man. He's so funny. So I get the impression he's been out since spring. Was it Infinite Gauntlet? Potentially he was last in I Chicago? don't know. Oh, okay. They definitely put over on commentary during he's his back. match later. This is a return for yeah. him. So, yeah. Good fun character. Yeah, I remember uh, seeing wrestling, uh, him wrestle in London. And he was one of the most over guys in the car. Oh, really? The crowd absolutely adored him. And he was meant to be a heel at the time. And I think this was the beginning of his face turn. Yeah, he's so funny. Good, good fun character. And also a big boy. Sure, sure. I, I think he watched the character very well. So WWE needs someone under a sheet mask now that uh, Brody's left. <laughs> <laughs> They've got three options now. Yeah, to be yeah. fair, the guy from ROH has yeah. been letting the prizes as well. Anyway, so our next match of the evening, Matt Diamond, who we saw earlier as part of the Australian shows, the Velocities, was yes. it? Against Oleg the Usurper in a special singles match. Quite rare for these King of Trios cards. What a lovely exhibition. Yeah, good good laugh. You know? It was a nice, I always used to say palate cleanser, but it was after that, after Connolly versus Crucible. This was a very fun match. A lot of good action. I enjoyed the cutter attempt. 
obviously because yeah. you know he's Matt Diamond, Diamond Cutter. So sure. well played, well played on commentary. Quack sold that in commentary yeah. hard. Yeah. Like, that Diamond Cutter from Matt Diamond. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it's 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 weird in the the small flippy guy kind of dominates the match. Yeah, he's put he's working over the big super heavyweight. Yeah, Oleg gets one chop about five minutes in. Matt Diamond goes onto his knees. He hits him with the side of his fist, going off with his head. Off his head. And pins him. (laughs) Great. I love it. Really cool. It's like the lumbering giant trying to catch the quick mouse, you know? I really enjoyed this match because it wasn't sport for me by the intro. There we go. (laughs) So one, two, three. Oleg the Usurper wins. I'm like, yeah, fine. Really, really funny. The crowd are going, Oleg, 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 Oleg. (laughs) Which made me kind of pop a little bit. That was better than the Aussie, Aussie, Aussie they were doing earlier. I don't mind a welcome back chant occasionally. Sure, sure. For for a guy like this, you know, the crowd love him. And he's also one of those guys that you could easily turn heel. Yeah. Because he's big and dominating and scary. And it just fits, you know. It's the, the replacement for Brody Lee. Yeah, and I think as well with this promotion, we said that there's excellent storytelling, because there is. But the good thing is that all the characters are created to work as both face and heel, and a majority of them can. Yeah, sure. Uh, Matt Diamond, uh, nicely talented, typical indie flippy guy, really good. Yeah. Bit pretentious now and again, but cool. Indie wrestling. Yeah, did a um, uh, backstabber, backcracker, whatever you want to call it, a long blower, but with his feet, I thought that was quite cool. Nice flexibility. Yeah, sure. I couldn't do that. I definitely <laughs> couldn't do that. <laughs> so Lady Frost, still looking for a tag team partner backstage. Uh, but her gimmick is pretty awesome. It's like female glacier. Yeah. The white dyed hair, like the white gimmick, shiny, all kind of ice looking, like really cool. And, you know, she doesn't need video packages to get her over and then fail in your first match. <laughs> like Glacier did. Oh, oh, what do you mean? Glacier's awesome. He had snow that came from the ceiling. He was over with me. Great. <laughs> I would watch Thunder just to make sure I can watch his matches because he wasn't on Nitro ever. <laughs> anyway, mate, him and um, who was it? Was it Brian? Who did he wrestle all the time? Uh, probably Brian Lee. I think it was Brian Lee. Yeah. What was his gimmick in WCW? Oh, it's Wrath. Wrath. Yes. When, when Wrath and Glacier had their little feud on Thunder for a few months, that was one of my favourite things in pro wrestling <laughs> for a while. You said, that little feud, that two month of, oh shit, put them on Thunder. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. I really enjoyed it. Those two gimmicks against each other. I mean, like, they yeah. could have made some stars in WCW, man. They really could have. But yes, just... but they couldn't have those two. <laughs> Tag them up, you know? Nope. Wrath and I, oh, I don't know. Ice nope. Wrath? <laughs> Ice Thunder. There we go. I don't know. Nailed it. Like some sort of like power metal group or something. I don't know. So uh, Lady Frost still looking blah, blah, blah. She heads outside of the venue and I'm immediately like, is this venue in a residential area? Because there's houses. Yeah, really nice. Looks really lovely. Pennsylvania looks quite nice, man. Lovely suburban suburban area. If if anything, buy a house because if you're always going to be doing your shows here, just pop home. Oh, I've, I've left my gear at home. How long are you going to be? Oh, 30 seconds. It's quite an expensive endeavor. Just so you'd have to get like in a car. <laughs> to be fair. In this world of climate change, we need to think about our wrestling bookings. <laughs> so Hermit Crab is outside. He'd love to join her in her match, but he's injured. <laughs> and shows his arm that's been broken like we've talked about in previous nights. So next up, the annual King of Trios 10 tag team gauntlet match. Oh, the long slog. So obviously uh, an excuse to get everyone on the card as much as possible. I love the fact that in commentary they got over, sometimes this match can go on for 45 minutes. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it, it has thinking, in the past. Oh no. <laughs> it really has in the past. It's, it's led to some hilarious things in the past. And that you've had like, you know, 
demolition pop up. Yeah, Billy Gunn and X Pac was mentioned in the commentary as well. Exactly, things like that. So let's see. It's one one of the stories they try and do with this is that with the tag team, I don't know about the Grand Championship, but with the tag team, the Campeonatos de Prejas, um, if you get three victories... Three wins to challenge. You get three points, so then you can challenge for the straps. Yep. And so this is a really good opportunity for some of these tag teams to get those three points, because with nine other teams, it's quite easy to get three victories. Yep. It's just a matter of if you can survive, because the second you get pinned, you lose those points. So it, it, it leads to... It has logic behind it. Put that yes. Way. The story behind it is good, but a gauntlet that goes on for the budget, like almost half the show. Yeah. I usually hate gauntlet matches. I quite enjoyed this one, not going to lie. I know you're not a fan, but... There was one highlight, which we'll get to, for me. It, it I felt... mean, there, there was good wrestling in it. Yeah, usually it feels like lots of people jobbing quickly. And I think they did a good balance of how long they were in the ring for. You know, like no one was just like, oh, we're in... There's a, there's a clothesline quick pin. You know, they didn't do that once. Yeah. Obviously, we're going to go through who's in the eliminations, but throughout this sure. whole thing, do you think the crowd lost interest until we got to the end, the final two? Yes. Because I my thought process with this, as they, it started, they weren't overly interested. They got a little bit more into it in the middle, mm. and then it just tailed off, and the fans weren't overly keen. Do you think it kills the crowd for the later matches, or do you think they needed a bit of a break, considering they've had two days of like full-on action? Then just don't do a fucking gauntlet just to get everyone on the card. This is a really hard thing to balance for me, because it's like... <sighs> You want to have your final being important. Yeah. And obviously set up your final show of the year for season 20. But, I mean, as good, as much as I enjoy Shakara, I just, Gauntlet matches, just, they, they've they never, I've never seen a good one. Okay. There's good parts of this, don't get me wrong. Sure. There's some good storytelling here. Yeah. And as you said, at least you've got the added value of you need to get your three points potentially to secure it to get a title shot. Yeah. I like that. Let's fly through it, shall we? So, the Velocities out first of Jude London and Paris da Silva. <laughs> Paris da Silva. Are uh, we? And Cornelius Crummles and Sonny Defarge come out, who I love this gimmick. Uh, what was it? Um, Aiden English and Simon Gotch. Yes, the Vaud Villains. It's very much that yeah. gimmick, but they've always got the flu. <laughs> so they're always blowing their nose on stuff and it's gross it's horrible is this because you always have colds that you really <laughs> sympathize with sinus problems me. endlessly yeah sure <laughs> sniff off camera <laughs> just to emphasize uh so dasher and bryce are genuinely hilarious on commentary uh dasher says stuff like oh like one of my favorite three like referees and bryce is like you're not even in my top 10 <laughs> like, really good stuff there, there was definitely just no notes this was just two fr- colleagues ripping on each other flying off the cuff you know dasher is full heel here full heel he is ripping on everyone the whole way through the match like (laughs) genuinely so entertaining i think this guy has a bright bright future as a person dasher on commentary earlier is a case of how long have you been here oh about two months two months too long (laughs) (laughs) so good we know how good bryce is but dasher has been the star of these shows for me yeah he's not even wrestling on this show it was like just to get himself over on commentary as well like this without crapping on everyone else well he does but not in the way that um he's just getting himself over he's getting them over because they're, yeah. me- they're meant to be the antithesis of what he is you know but highlighting the oh you must be scouting you must be scouting 
that well exactly that's why you're out here and that's what AEW do correctly don't have someone standing sideways looking at a monitor <laughs> I'm out at ringside I'm watching the action Absolutely. SCU with a beer last yeah, week sure sure the Nightmare Collective coming down to ringside on Dark to watch their guy, the Chris Statlander wrestle, being yeah. like trying to convince her and stuff. Really cool. So, uh, big twisty flying thing off the top by Paris de Silva gets the one, two, three, <laughs> eliminating Crummles and Defarge. Yes, this is the level. We're going to fly through this. Uh, so, Dave Wildebeest and Jakob Hammermeyer come out. They hit uh, Velocity's hit total elimination. Total elimination! Exactly. Goes completely unnoticed by commentary because they're bantering each other <laughs> off. Like, come on, dudes. You have the opportunity to do Joey Styles here. Anyway, so Jakob goes for a spinny neck breaker, reversed into a pinfall by Jude the Dude for one, two, three, eliminating Dave Wildebeest and Jakob Hammermeyer. Fair play to Wildebeest's uh, splash for the middle rope. Yeah, that was very, very good. cool. Very, very talented guys in yeah. this match. Two points for the velocity. So far. Oh. The closers. These are new guys to me, but apparently they've been the tag champs and stuff. They look, Jesus Christ, these boys are a bit scary, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, they are not the usual type of indie gauntlet tag I'd expect mm. to see. Much more body guys, big guys, mm. scary guys. Uh, I'd like to go back and see how they came about in Shikara, but they're called the closers. Rick Rowland and Sloan Caprice. Not two guys I've ever come across at all. No, I've not seen any of these guys before. Very impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Two lads looking, they're wearing black suit trousers and just doing massive power moves the whole time. Like two Goldbergs almost, yeah. you know, for Shikara levels. Boots, club, strike, pow, zap. Basically, if you're watching old like style cartoon Batman, you'd yeah. be having like the perfect, yeah, just exactly. everything popping up on the screen. And in fairness, if anyone from Shikara listens to this, edit that in. Oh my god, can you imagine that in their matches? It gets so annoying after a while. Zap, but to start with, how? <laughs> so, the closers do their finisher They're called the Deal Breaker. It's a heart attack clothesline while having the second guy held across the guy's chest. And I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Big strong boys. <laughs> really cool. Big strong boys. Big strong it. hard boys. Obnoxious pinfall gets broken up. Get a Texas Cloverleaf Koji Clutch combination by the Velocities to Sloan Caprice, who taps out, mm. earning three points for the Velocities, eliminating the closers. So, so they can now challenge for the straps if they can survive the other six, five yeah. tag teams, which is probably unlikely. So, who's this lad cutting a promo halfway through the tag gauntlet? Apparently, his name is Freynasar, and he's from the Crucible. Who's part of his tag team partner is this guy, Tanku Amir. Tanku Amir. These guys, mm, yeah, and again, good for the future like, of the Crucible. Not people I've seen before. Yeah. Really interesting. This this Taku Nasir guy, Amir guy. Oh, he's a brutal boy, isn't he? I mean, put him in the ring of the closers. You've got mm. strong style, big boy wrestling. Yeah, Shikara developing their style a bit here. It's not just all small flippy guys under masks. No, these these, are, these guys are something from very much out of the norm yeah sure i wonder whether quack's been scouting out other promotions outside of philadelphia or whether these are guys that have come through the training school i also wonder because of the links quack has to the pc i wonder if mr levesque is going let's just see how he gets on for six months maybe maybe and then we'll get him to the pc as he's a big boy sure so we've got the crucible against the velocities now a big spinny slam thing by Tankamir gets the one, two, three, eliminating the velocities. Oh, they've lost their title shot. Good run though, lads. Really enjoyed them. Yeah. Really fun. Um, I'd say the velocity guys definitely had a, a nice place in Shikara during these three nights. They're they're not the most exciting guys in the world, but Australia's got some talent coming out of it and yeah. these seem the the cream of the crop almost. I'd liken them, I said with the 
the sort of the high flying stuff. If you look at early Hardy Boys matches, yeah, before I think they Hardy Boys, yeah, when yeah. they pair, when they originally paired with Michael Hayes, yeah, that's the level that the velocities are at this stage. On the Young Bucks trajectory, ish, I think, I think that's being very disrespectful to the velocities. <laughs> you don't like the Bucks at all, do you? <laughs> I think they're very talented gymnasts. Wow, brutal. <laughs> I don't, I don't. I mean, don't get me wrong. Let's I, just carry I look, on. I look so yeah, ice cream to hear. El Hijo oh, de ice cream. Yeah. And ice cream Junior. <laughs> Best gimmick ever. So what? I mean, the the outfits, the gimmicks, basically the um, the like track suity, shell suity, silver, pink, like cyan co- covered track suits with the ice cream horn on the head as a unicorn. Yeah. Oh man, one, so good. Like one guy has the ice cream horn on the head, the other one has it on his chin, yeah. the little beard. Like oh, that's so much fun. So the Crucible lads do a climb on top of your mate, then do a, a curb stomp <laughs> up to the ice cream off the shoulder spot. And I'm like, oh, they squished an ice cream the <laughs> bastards. And Asir locks in Undertaker's Hell's Gate for the tap, tap, tap. Eliminating Los Ice Creams. Boo! <laughs> <laughs> and the gauntlet's ruined for me. <laughs> Good thing the bucks aren't here. So next out, we get Jawbreaker Josue. Hathway. Don't know. And Joshua Wells' commentary was a bit hard to hear at this point, so it didn't quite pick up these guys' names. Anyway, I don't know why I've put him down as Joshua Ibanez. It's something like that. I, I, I lost. I, track. I, I think called... maybe I was just thinking, oh, what did I used to play? Ibanez. <laughs> I <laughs> think they called him something different on commentary. Okay, um, but it was very hard to pick it up. So they run in from the crowd. Apparently, commentary put over that these guys used to be part of the Crucible. They're what they refer to as the whistleblowers. I'm like, this is very timely mm. with American politics and such at the moment. Oh, I don't know what you possibly mean, impeachment mm. trial. Yeah, Quack seems to be commenting a lot more on modern going-ons with his pro wrestling, with the whole Juan de Silva and all this sort of stuff. Juan de Cordenado, whatever is John de Cordon- of Cordenado now. Everyone loves the Ecuadorian f- favourite American son. Yeah, it's really interesting that he's putting this out there. It's like, pro wrestling does need to reflect society a little bit. It and he's certainly doing it. Stuff. Yeah, sure. So, with those ants... <laughs> <laughs> Dasher on commentary goes, let's call a spade a spade. There are a couple of snitches. And I'm like, oh, it's just, he's doing really good. So Yakuza kick in the corner. One, two, three, eliminating the crucible. Boo. <laughs> I think you mean yay. I mean, yay. <laughs> so next out of the Proteus wheel, Calyx the Castigator and Volgar. These are two big boys. Again, highlighting in this, this gauntlet, these men are bigger than anything I've seen in. Like, sure. whatever I've watched of Shikara I mean yeah. Dasher Hatfield is probably the biggest buffest one that they've got because he's the sp- I maybe missed the touchdown you think over the years they've had big guys like Chris Hero Claudio Castanoli but in, in recent times sure they've had some guys um, oh wow what's their name thingy of domination domination something ah oh, titan <laughs> oh I can't remember they have the occasional kind of big power guys that come through but they definitely seem to have a wealth of big guys at the moment actually thinking of that because we haven't spoken about him for a while quick sign titan from OWE I don't even know if he's wrestling I've not seen him other than those two matches we covered for OWE oh, I don't remember remember like the seven foot tall giant bloke oh yeah I kind of remember with Michael and you going ah titan <laughs> cool so Calyx keeps spitting on his hand and doing chops I'm like so uh, Black Hole Slam eliminates Jawbreaker thingamajig and Joshua Wells uh, formerly the Creatures of the Deep come out the Cajun Crawdad who is seriously getting over and And Murloc Murloc. (laughs) I like Murloc's gear 
Yeah. It's all good. One of the classic kind of like old school 1920s kind of monsters from the deep sort of yeah. characters. Really, really fun. But yeah, so, Crawdads, they popped. This was the biggest one of the gauntlet this, he, so far, wasn't he's it? He's seriously getting over. He's mental. <laughs> he does spots that make no sense that he should not be able to do. And he gets away with it every time. Crawdad. He's so much fun. (laughs) So much fun. So he's like jumping off people. He's bouncing off like the ropes and diving to the outside. He's a big boy. (laughs) He should not be able to do this stuff. And again, because now he's split, because he's split from Oceana from the night one, as we saw early on, who's now Ashley Vox in NWA. Yeah. Again, nice progressive telling over the three nights. Sorry, telling over three nights. So much fun, man. Really enjoy it. Spinny Samoan dropped by Volgar onto Murloc. Gets the one, two, three, eliminating the potentially former creatures of the deep. And I'm like, mm. oh. So our final team, the Bird and the Bee, Solo Darling, a Willow Nightingale come out. And so this is their big return after this neck break that they had before and all this sort of stuff. Um, Even though they were on night one? Yeah, well, um, I guess it's not a big return, but it, it, this this weekend is them returning. Yeah. That way. So we saw them on night one and I was like, quite impressed, but a bit sloppy. Yeah. This was a little concerning for me, this exchange. <sighs> There's quite a lot of head droppy. This was not safe. Yeah. Not by, uh, but I wonder if this was, I don't want to say by design, but mm. it looks far too deliberate. It didn't look botched. It's just like like that was the planned execution. I don't know, man. Execution may not be the right word to use in some of these moves. So <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, it seems she just broke her neck. Like that moonsault. Just testing and see if it works. She lands like on her upper chest doing yeah. the moonsault. And you're like, that's dangerously close. You just broke your neck. Like Anyway, so the story going into this final part is can the two monsters in the Proteus wheel get their three points because they have two victories under their belts? And the bird and the bee coming in already have two points under their belt from previous tag matches. So it's who's going to leave with the three points. We've essentially got ourselves a number one contenders match. Pretty much. Great. Really fun. So I'm genuinely wincing at some of the spots they're doing, but like, you know, it's not horrific. Let's put it that way. Uh, Solo Darling locks in the leg lock on Calyx. Tap, tap, tap. Eliminating the Proteus wheel as somewhat of a surprise, I would suggest. And your winners, and this is their third point, the bird and the bee. Where I would therefore assume they go on to um, sort of tug of war, which the last show would have been on the 9th of November to challenge for the tech belts. Most likely. I didn't look that up, to be honest, but we'll see. So, um... I just genuinely don't get what they see in the bird and the bee, if I'm honest. I think they're a bit crap. I wonder if it's because they are back from injury. It's a case of give them the hero's return. Yeah. Give them a nice send-off because maybe they would have had more time to develop their character and their storylines throughout the year had the neck injury not happened. Maybe, yeah. So maybe this is quite sort of saying, well, we would have ended up with you being a tug of war. Maybe we're not seeing the best of them. Yeah, and especially if it's the first match back after a very long time, there's going to be a lot of rust. Yeah. And to come back at their what, like their big show. You know how people say stuff like, if you think you're going too slow, go slower. Yeah. I think they could use that advice. Yes. I feel like they were forcing it quite a lot. I, again, I think that's just more nerves from returning. Yeah, sure. Big show for them, but... Yeah. Um. So I said, from a gauntlet match, we've got technically number one contenders. We've got people who have qualified for a title match. Lots of ice creams. <laughs> Great. Great to see him. Cajun Crawl Dad. Oh my God, so good. But uh, And also nice introduction of some of the bigger guys. Yeah, sure. So good development heading into season 21. Getting a lot of the actual legit tag teams on the card. 
Yeah, but there's all, there's something to be said for am I going to get all of the tags on the all the wrestlers on the card yeah. for the sake of getting them on the card, or am I going to be producing quality? And while some of the exchanges were fun, I mean, I don't know if you timed out how long this lasted, but it was a long old time. Okay. Um, it didn't feel too long to me. Like watching it, yeah. like I thought it didn't fly by. There were definitely lulls, especially in like the middle. But then. You start out with the velocities in their run, and there's a nice little story there. They even got a win over the big boys, you know, the two guys in the, the black suits. What are they called? The closers? Closers. And then you had the little bit with Cajun Craw Dad, but then the big guys, the the Proteus wheels start to take over, so you get their story. Yeah, and then the Burton and the Bee taking over for the surprise underdog win. But yeah. it's, yeah, it's, again, great in-ring action, a little bit dangerous yeah. in spaces, which we've seen over the last couple of nights anyway. So it seems like Lady Frost couldn't get a tag team partner for tonight because bugger all that storytelling we were doing earlier. Here's a match. <laughs> so <laughs> Lady Frost comes out to the ring and her opponent for the night is Jordan Grace. Big mama pump. Oh, wow. This was a shed load of fun. Great, great fun match. Really good. So my first time seeing Lady Frost and she really impressed me going into this. Yeah, and I get the impression that people do quite enjoy working with Jordan Grace because... They can do a lot with someone so strong. I think the girls that like to work stiff like yeah. working with Jordan Grace. Yes. <laughs> I think some of the smaller girls who do some of the flippy stuff, maybe not so much. She beats the shit out of people. But Lady Frost, yeah, she held her own, didn't yeah, she? Yeah, sure, sure, absolutely. This is one of yeah. the things that coming out of this match is that it felt like Lady Frost was a legitimate contender yes. to Jordan Grace. It felt like she could have beat her at any moment. Yeah, they were definitely on par. There was no someone's definitely being favoured stronger here. Yeah, these two go toe-to-toe, like massively during this match. And they lay it in. Yeah, so opening exchanges are solid, athletic, fluid, really impressive stuff. Exchanges, they exchange locks, clever acrobatic escapes, until Jordan Grace smashes Lady Frost's face into the apron from an electric chair position. <laughs> You're like, ow, that looked like it hurt. We saw that from night one. <laughs> sure. Nick Cage gave you a kick in the face. <laughs> so Grace does Matt Riddle's favorite move, the jackhammer. Uh, these two are bloody great. Like a heavyweight slog and some with some acrobatics kind of thrown in. Really, really cool. So Frost comes across like a legitimate uh, competition for Grace. Not something we've seen a lot of due to Jordan Grace's kind of being such a powerhouse of a wrestler. Female Goldberg. Absolutely. Well, we jump to the finish. Jordan Grace hits her finish. The pump handle driver, I'm calling yeah. it. I don't know if this has a name. I couldn't pick it up. No one's called it on commentary, and no one mentioned it in like the progress shows we watch and such. But no. she goes to that pump handle, but just drops them straight down. And I was like, oh, it looks so devastating. For the one, two, three, brilliant, clean finish. I'm sure this has got something down the line between. Hopefully two. so. I'd yeah. watch this again. Jordan Grace is our winner. Yeah. So, um, what a year she's had. Seriously, I know this is kind of halfway through the year. You think about how how the publicity Jordan Grace has had. Uh, yeah. Whew. She has elevated herself. Her and Tessa Blanchard, I think, are the two female performers who've really upped their profile outside of the bigger promotions. Tessa Blanchard basically being main eventing most of shows she's on for TNA now against Sammy Callahan. Yeah. And Jordan Grace can just... Every match I've seen of her, either in shows we've watched or we've seen live, she's been brilliant. When you think about Chris Statlander, um, Jordan Grace, and the other, um, Tessa Blanchard coming through it'd be really interesting to see where they all end up because i know statland has kind of gone AEW and she's been pushing her quite hard she's had some really yeah. really good matches in the indies and such so it's interesting they picked her up i wonder where blanchard and jordan grace will end up well we all know where tessa's father is working at present yeah and she's also up for the fed though 
Yeah, yeah. I, and I think she'd be a better fit for the Fed. She'd fit in there massively. I think she'd be better fit than the women's division AEW. I think Tessa Blanchard's best bet would be go to the Fed for a couple of years yeah. and let AEW actually develop their women's division and don't let Kenny keep booking it. Oh, okay. Interesting. I mean, Rio's great, but you know, don't have a champion who can't come and compete all the time. Yeah, it's a bit weird. It's fine She's for Brock. turned up recently. Yeah. I'm, okay, fine. Fuck it. Rio's Brock Lesnar. <laughs> I'll go with it. Why not? <laughs> um, oh, what was I going to say? Ah, it doesn't matter. Let's move on. So, yeah, I want to see more of Lady Frost. Definitely. Yeah, I get- feel like she's been around for a few years and we just missed her somehow. The promos throughout the night were great. Her in-ring stuff was so good. Gimmick's great. Yeah. Yeah, it can really work. Total Luger. Yeah, really, really cool. So, we jump to our Rita Voladores 2019 final, the King of the High Flies. Obviously, we saw the qualifiers earlier in this tournament of Alex Zane. Your best mate. My new buddy on Twitter, <laughs> Mr. Taco himself, versus The Whisper. Oh, yeah, the favorite chocolate bar. <laughs> <laughs> the caramel variety is the one to go for. Whisper gold for the win. So, if you'd like to sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> so, immediately, I'm like, these lads look quite similar. And uh, as the Whisper shares his streamers with Zane, good lols, uh, the fans obviously agree with me because they start going, mirror match, mirror <laughs> match. That is really, really funny. And then both lads do the Spider-Man pointing at each other meme. With like, yeah. hey. <laughs> they both got like dark floppy hair quite tall athletic guys with like tights and straps on them and things like Alex is obviously significantly bigger but they look very similar these two even just their faces yeah the, I, I, write, I write in my notes and they did the two Spider-Man exchange <laughs> <laughs> so uh, immediately it is time to Lucha here we bloody go oh good luck if you're calling this the actual names of these moves just put Tope on front of everything yeah 100% man like within minutes I'm like thinking firstly this match could use a murder clown <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whisper uh, falls a little short on a Tope on Hilo and lands flat on his back on the outside because Zane can't get to him in time and I'm like ow 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 he fell like eight foot to the floor beautiful flat back though when he landed oh jeez the wind just must fly out of you but like he doesn't sell it he's like let's get up and keep going I mean that's Lucha we don't sell (laughs) Zane does his shooting star headbutt onto the hardest part of the ring and I'm like Jesus Christ man Uh, these lads have already done five six things within minutes that I've never seen before yeah, this was high, high pace, high octane, yeah. risky moves. But it's, it's ridiculous at times. How, I don't even know how wrestlers suddenly go, you know what I'm going to do? <laughs> or I, I, I know obviously you can now get these like trampoline pits where you can go and just jump into them with all these giant foam blocks. But where do you suddenly go, I wonder if I can contort my body in a way that does this. And then just go, I'm going to go and practice that. So... I paused this match halfway through to saw Alex Zane do something. I was like, hang on. It looked kind of nonchalant and so smooth the way he did it. But let's just break down what he did. He ran from one side of the ring to the other, turned his back to the to the ropes, jumped up backwards onto the second rope, springboarded up over the top rope to do a moonsault onto the floor, landing perfectly and safely on the whisper. Like, he jumped backwards to springboard. And they're like, what? How how does he not miss? Alex Zane is very good at physics. <laughs> is all I can say. It's crazy. This it's so so innovative. It's it's such a like the crowd didn't even pop for it. Because it was just like, oh yeah, I could do this. But it's what's like, really nice about this move is after 
again, I know like name dropped OWE a little bit, but after Shaolin Monk did his little like cartwheel, 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 Frosby flop over the top rope thing, yeah, you've seen a load of other people on the indies do that. Yeah, sure. This thing that Alex Zane did, if anyone else can replicate this, fair flipping play. Yeah. Because this was something so innovative. Whisper's good. He's a bit hesitant at times, things like that. This Alex Zane kid, uh, something about him. He looks like CM Punk. He wrestles like no one else I've ever seen before. He is the rising star of this promotion he's right got now out of the three nights special. that we've seen yeah and being someone who i'm not i've not seen before this tournament he's the one who stands out him and obviously tony deppen tony uh, deppen is oh so good but these two they could build shikara around these two yeah like the next, sure. imagine building like a slow burn two to three year feud but i don't think zane will be there that's the thing i fear if they do that then they're gonna miss their top guys very quickly because i don't think these guys are sticking around anytime soon zane and deppen will be out by 2021 yeah they will be in like one it. of the bigger promotions by mm-hmm. then that's not being disrespectful to shikara but these two guys are they should be on weekly shows they should be having the exposure to the wider audience and giving people something different to work with because sure. if you imagine either of Deppen or Alex Zane on a WWE program I know they've got Ricochet at the moment in WWE but they're doing great things with him yeah mm. <laughs> but they it, did for a while yeah now he's a superhero <laughs> he's basically giving him Neville's gimmick you could be Mighty Mouse you think back to that moment he flipped over the top rope and landed in front of Dream and Dream was just like like god that moment was so cool one of the greatest moments i've ever seen in pro wrestling but so simple put alex zane in nxt put him against champer put against adam cole you have sure. gold i think he's a very very special boy i'd like to see him have a run in new japan first mm. i think he needs some stiffness experience let's put it that way oh hello mr suzuki <laughs> <laughs> that wallop exactly i'd like to see him work some heavyweight put him in the room with will osprey for a few months you said heavyweight. <laughs> Will Will can work that heavyweight style now. He can. That development of Will Ospreay is what I want to see Alex Zane go through. Yeah. You know? What Will was when he went there to what he is now. Mm. Fluent in Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, these lads have already done loads of invent- inventive stuff during this match. Uh, Zane powerbomb whisper on the hardest part of the ring and then onto the ring post afterwards. And I'm like, you bastard. The audio is dog shit during this <laughs> match. It's so out of sync that when Bryce counts, he goes, one, 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 one. two, 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 two. Because you can hear an echo yeah. because of the delay of the audio tracks to the point where I was popping every time there was any sort of audio cue. Oh, it was so funny. It was making my missus laugh because I had it on speakers. <laughs> it would go, one, one, two, two. So I was so silly. So anyway, uh, Kabashi chops into a violence party in the corner by Zayn. And I'm like, you are my favorite wrestler ever. <laughs> uh, Zayn then shoves Bryce to the ground out of frustration. I'm like, how dare you, sir? That's Bryce Remsburg. Playing up the little bit of the heel yeah. here, which I thought was unusual for what he's portrayed so far. But Yeah, but the whisper is coming out of his run with a fit in as the slightly good guy. Yeah, he's starting to get storytelling, it feels yeah. like here. But who knows? So a sloppy ass Canadian destroyer by the whisper. Don't know who's at fault here, but it didn't look great. Whisper flies up like a small blue-haired Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> I 
throwing in chops and forearms and such. Uh, Whisper does his shitty headstand off the top into the 450 thing. And so I guess it wasn't a botch. It's just a dumb move. Because <laughs> like, he yeah, does it exactly yeah. the same. And I loved it so much. Oh, it's so shit. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is the best. I love it so much that I'm having it. I say, if you're ever in a ring again, I better see you try this. <laughs> try it. I'm going to fucking win a belt with it. <laughs> These two lads do every move to each other and kick out of everything at two to the point it gets a little silly. But it's the reign of Oladores. It's what they're meant yeah. to do. Uh, shooting star press knees by Zayn. The crunch wrap supreme. Taco driver misses. Goes for it again. Seriously, this move. Oh. It makes me hungry. How do you... <laughs> what is it? I-, I couldn't even call it. It's a taco driver. It's amazing. Always three. Yeah. It bloody hell, it better be. It should be like one winged angel level of like, this is always three. Yeah. Unless there's one guy in the future that can kick out of it, like Ibushi is to Omega. You Deppen. Know? <laughs> Maybe, man. You never yeah. know. Deppen's a tough son of a... Anyway, so I uh, reversed into the Shakara special. Way Lovely. To be fair, it took him about six seconds to actually lock it in. But, you know, Zane taps out. <laughs> <laughs> and the winner and 2019 Raid of is they'll whisper. Obviously, a guy, Shakara, are really starting to push. Yeah, they've got a lot of, uh, they've got a lot of stock in him and the underlying bubbling story of him and Ophidian. Sure. I love mayhem matches. This was chaos in a good way. Lightning style, just chaos yeah. constantly. Really, really fun. Because you knew what you were expecting. Yeah. Whisper gets... Go on. No, I was going to say, you, you knew it was going to be... You knew exactly what you were going to get. Sure. Whisper gets a lovely little plaque. Three gold coins. I mean, it is Christmas after all. <laughs> <laughs> la, 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 la. I'm assuming this gets him a title shot because his promo, but I can't hear what he's saying because the audio is so crap. Uh, it was a bit like... I, it, did he mention Ophidian in it? Because I think it was a little I bit passive-aggressive so. to Ophidian. Yeah, I think so. Not sure. Um, he says he's not inferior to anyone. First two times winner of the Raid of Oladores. I think he says he's going after Dasher in the promo. Yes. So it's essentially, he's like, right, well, at tug of war, I'm having my title shot. Cool. So we've talked a lot about Agzane here. We, we think he's got a bright future. What about a whisper? It's the sort of thing that these two are a tag team. You know which one you'd think would be the successful one who would sit in the mid card. Yeah, I don't quite get it. I think the whisper at the moment would be better at storytelling. Okay. Because he's got a gimmick. Whereas Alex Zane, obviously the, the, the taco gimmick is fine. But I say tacos, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know his missus is a YouTuber. Is she? Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm old, I don't bother watching YouTube. It's fine, it's just because I follow him on Twitter and stuff. He, he retweeted something or posted something. I was like, oh, they seem like really nice people. Yeah. It's like, God, he's talented, good looking, and he's nice. Like, <laughs> I mean, just what's his wife do on YouTube? Uh, vlogging stuff about being a youtuber i don't know right <laughs> i didn't watch much of it i think they were what were they doing i don't know i didn't watch it for long it's not my kind of thing crochet yeah brilliant let's, let's go with it i love that alex zane's wife does crochet <laughs> there's your gimmick <laughs> <laughs> what are they doing uh i don't know painting each other's faces or something i don't know whatever let's get on with it well at least now it's time are we just gonna go into it so yeah uh, the whisper like i think he could be great I talked to a couple of people who have wrestled him in the past and they say he's a very nice chap and he's very fun to work. So I think there's lots of positives there. I think um, I think one of the things we underestimate a lot is that what backstage and what the personality of the guys and how dedicated they are, how important that is to what their success will be for that company. Yeah. 
Whisper feels like one of those guys that will always be there, always turn up on time, always will have a good match, easy to get along with, will do what he needs to do, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder if they think Deppen's the same. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> he seems dedicated, yeah. like a hard worker and proper carny lifestyle sort of job. Yeah. I don't know. So our main event of the evening, the final match of the King of Trios 2019. So glad this was a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> The Crucible of Lance Steele, Ophidian, and Princess Kimberly, or Kimberly, versus the Nations of Domination, Adam Hoffman, Jack Ponza, and Mick Moretti. Gonna be honest, not the two teams I wanted to see in the final. Definitely not. I was hoping for Fist against the Colony. Absolutely. <laughs> I would have done Colony versus Crucible. That would have been fine. Mm. I might have even done Fist against Nations. I didn't really want to see these two in the final. <laughs> I understand the concept for the storytelling as we get to the end of why one of these teams are in the final. Yeah. And the other team are there. Yeah. So the Crucible obviously need to be there. Yeah. Fidian's had a hell of a year, which emphasised at the end of the night. We'll get to it. Um, Nations in the final? Yeah. I suppose it's to put that they were there last year. So surely they can't have them lose in the final again. But could they? When they come out, the Nations. Of Dominations. It does feel like the crowd are cheering them out of politeness. Yeah, it's like, we are meant to, for our promotion, cheer the good guys. Yay! It's it's Nick Moretti. Mick Murray. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> this is the level I'm at with the, the Four Nations. Be- yeah. Because they haven't been... I've not been impressed. I've yeah. not been overly wowed through the, through the tournament of these guys. I like Mick Murray. I think you mean, you mean Nick Moretti? <laughs> <laughs> I think Jack Bonza is a big, powerful, reasonably good wrestler. Uh, Adam Hoffman is there. Very forgettable. Yeah. Very forgettable. I would not be able to pick out him in a rumble or a battle royal. There is nothing. He can work, but yeah, so can a lot of people. Yeah, there's you know? there's no character to him. At this moment. Yeah. I, I do wonder if the plan is now with the Nations, they failed again, if there's going to be some layers to that. Maybe. Hopefully. But it feels like they're buggering off back to Australia. Yeah. Doesn't, I don't think they stick around. Maybe they do. Maybe we've missed this here, and this is a real look, beginning of a long-term plot line. Well, if they failed last year, and they, they, they get to the final, if they're not successful this year, you know. Yeah. Obviously not giving away the end of the match. So- <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, my God, I've just become my own bloody intro. It's fine. So big intros for everyone. They, um, our buddy Mark Adam Haggerty runs down all their accomplishments, who they beat, who the, who's in the team. Like <laughs> they're really putting this over. As you can tell, for the Crucible, um, it was quite a long introduction <laughs> <laughs> for the Nations. Um, they're there. Yeah, sure, sure. So all six people face off. Affidian kicks it off, and here we go. Nations of Dominations hit the shield powerbomb early on Affidian. He kicks out at two. The Crucible spend a lot of the match going after Hoffman's previously injured, sh- injured shoulder that he has the whole yeah. uh, support thing. Up there. Yeah, the, the Chris Brooks gimmick. Yeah, that's the one. So there's a weird bit of confusion after a tag from the Nations lads. And they just kind of will stand there and end up leaving Hoffman in the ring with Ophidian. Seems like a dumb idea considering. 
Yeah. You know, this this seemed like a big mistake. I don't know whether it was a botch or whether it was part of the story, but it just didn't really work. I would like to assume it was part of the story, yeah. but I am a bit 50-50 with it. I think they missed a step somewhere and everyone was just like, oh, we've just got to leave him in the ring with him. Get out. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, leave him with Ophidian. That's not going to go badly. Exactly. Ophidian locks in the Cobra Clutch kind of death grip thing he has. Uh, Hoffman manages to escape. Ophidian has Hoffman beat, but Moretti drags out the ref. A little heel tactic here, which I was like, oh, hang on. The fans were cheering you politely. Exactly. And Nations hit their power and glory combo. I was like, that's a nice name, where they do the whole jump off the top, do the suplex off the middle rope, do another shoulder thing off the top. Like, really, really cool. Uh, But the Crucible managed to lock in all three submissions on the Nations of dominations <laughs> and they all escape leading to a Steiner screwdriver by Bonzo and Ophidian only gets two disgraceful <laughs> Steiner is backstage swearing <laughs> with rage the nations of, of dominations, dominations. <laughs> go for their shield bomb but Moretti ends up taking Lance Storm over to the top rope it kind of bounces him on it a bit yeah. where he kind of grabs it like what is happening uh, I mean realistic why didn't you just power bomb him well, he took two steps forward. It was like, oh no, you got to the ropes. What a shame, you know. Like, it's difficult if you you can't see what's in front of you. He probably thought he had loads of space and an old WCW ramp to run down. <laughs> Moretti and Lance do a Brett Owen victory roller spot. Really, really cool. Uh, leading to Lance putting Moretti into a Boston Crab. Tap, tap, tap. Oh no! The Crucible just won King of Trios 2019, and that finish <laughs> was yeah. I mean, that- it's nice that we had some crab. <laughs> oh, what was this finish? It needed to be to set up what they need. Well, but no, I understand the Crucible winning, but the way they got to the finish, <laughs> they went after his arm the whole way through the match. Yeah. And then Moretti randomly gets put in a Boston Crab and taps immediately. Have you not seen the amount of effort and strain a Boston Crab puts on a man's arm? <sighs> Even the little botch on their power... Well, not botch, but the thing they were going for with that powerbomb spot where he's bouncing on the top rope is it's like, roll, 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 Boston Crab, tap. It's like, um, can I, we not have a bit more narrative here, boys? Again, having the Crucible and Colony match semi-final, this was never going to be... Again, this wasn't bad. Yeah. I, I, I Obviously, the whole thing in the intro pissed me off for the whole of this show so i've all i viewed it unfortunately a little bit fa- less favorably than i did the first two nights yeah sure but i think the problem was having such a good semi-final to this and then the finish mm. if you Especially st- the raid of Voladores <clears throat> before it which was mayhem you yeah. know if you listen to us and you primarily listen to watch wwe think of this year's mania finish with the becky and ronda rousey shoulder up botch little roll through yeah that's how anticlimactic this was at the end of their big show. It's a case yeah, of the right person won, sure, but the finish did not get people going. Oh my god, what's happened? They've just gone. Oh, he's tapped to a Boston. Did tap to a Boston crab? There was someone in the crowd who just looks at their mate. And was like, did he just tap out? Yeah, and that's not the. F- I I didn't think that was desired effect. I think you could simplify this so much. Yeah, you know, they go for the the shield power bomb. Rana's through, hits the ropes, bounces them back up, quick cradle, one, two, three. Yeah. You know, surprise victory for the Crucible. They get their fast thing. I mean, Even I suppose they're wrapping them up on a submission, yeah. you know? Anything. 
and in fairness as well to the Crucible, they really have not been taught well because there's only been one match in this whole tournament they've won in under two minutes. <laughs> they almost lost a fire in <laughs> yeah, under three yeah. minutes, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, and so at least the Nations lads uh, went went to the back immediately after the match. Correct, they did not well stick done. About. Got a flight to catch. Yeah, absolutely, and there's gimmicks to be done in the ring. You know? yeah. uh, post-match, the rest of the Crucible come out, including the Whisper, yes. who's in the process of a face turn, it feels like at least, who knows who quack. Um, so they all take a knee and do the fist across the chest thing as Ophidian stands there doing his pose. Aside from the Whisper, who acts like he's all pissed off as the camera guy runs up to him, yeah. puts the camera in his face like, look at this guy, look at this guy. <laughs> What's happening here? Which is correct, is what he yeah. should be doing at least. It's a bit too obvious, but still. Uh, Whisper lifts his finger to his lips as they're all posing and the crowd go, shh. <laughs> like, where's the librarian? Oh... <laughs> uh. It's a good laugh. Um, so the crowd continue to do this as the crucible leave the ringside area. Uh, Charning whispers name, who shushes them and leaves and goes to the back. Intriguing ending. Fidian finishes the night by coming up to the camera at ringside and saying, Infinity, Infinity Gauntlet, the JKI, the Johnny Kid Invitational, King of Trios. He's won all three this year. His accomplishments have just been outstanding. And we're out of here. Interesting factoid. Are you ready to see as well? Go ahead. Aphidian, also at the end of this, had three points. Nice. Same as Whisper. So going into Tug of War, it's a case of, well, Whisper said he's going for the title, but is Aphidian going to pull rank mm. and say, well, I'm going to have the title shot based on the, the year I've had and my three points that I've got. So that's essentially how Trio's ended of, well, yeah, Whisper's the number one contender, but is Aphidian going to say, no, no, that's my shot? Uh, the whole time they were kind of obviously building Ophidian yeah. during this tournament as a legitimate threat, and rightly so. He's bloody brilliant. Like the exchange with him, Quack, Fire over the years I've seen, really, really cool. But you have that problem that Dasha is a really good heel yeah. champion. Which is why putting the Whisper in as a face could yeah. be really helpful to get Ophidian his title match. Uh, I'm really interested to see where this is going. And that's the great thing about Shikara. Keeps you intrigued. Yeah. Like, and no matter if you don't like some of the spots, some of the wrestling, whatever, there's always that narrative in the background where they're slow building and rewarding you for paying attention the whole time. There's always stories, which is the best thing about this promotion. Absolutely adore it. We've said this before when we've covered this promotion. We've said this for the last, when we've covered this trilogy. The storytelling and the in-ring action is great. There's nothing... Yeah, there are some botchy bits, and again, yes, from a production side of things, there are things that have had annoyed me, especially for night three. It has its flaws, sure. But the in-ring, the fans, because even now in night three, the fans cheer for who they're... They are part of the show in the right way. Definitely. And I love Shikara. It's great. But it's not like they're... Well, you could say without exception, with with exception the main event, because it does feel like they're cheering nations out of politeness but you hate the crucible so much yeah that it's easy to cheer the other guys you know quack doesn't expect you to cheer like you're forced to like he, yeah. he, he does good enough storytelling that you want to cheer the good guys yeah it's fun it's a it's it's the simplest way to put it it's fun to be involved in the product as a fan yeah it really is it looks like everyone at ringside is having a great time and this is the third night they're burnt out beyond belief at this point I'm really glad that I have Amazon Prime and I can keep watching some of the earlier parts of season 20. Cool, nice. It's, it's fantastic to have it. I think we're up to about July now on Prime. so um, Good to know that's up there. Really, yeah, really cool. Really good. So again, if you have Amazon Prime, if you've signed up for it, you can watch 
I think it's like the last season twenty back was for like five or six seasons yeah. of Shakara on there. So obviously you want to support them by signing up to their streaming service. But if you don't have spare money, especially if it's Christmas time, and you've got Prime, check it out. Check out this promotion. If you do have money, as we said at the start of the pod, please buy a t-shirt. It'd be lovely to see you and post it on social media. We'll shout you out. It's great. But Amazon.co.uk, search World of Wrestling Podcast, it will come to the top of the list. Hey, uh, interestingly, if you sign up for Amazon Prime to watch Shakara, you can get your shirt delivered for free. Awesome. <laughs> 15 quid a t-shirt. It's cheaper than Young Bucks. <laughs> <laughs> and we work. Don't give Cole Cabana all your money. Give it to us. Yeah. Anyway. I, have you seen the documentary, very quickly, on One Hour Tees, which they put up on YouTube? No. Really interesting. Really right, good. I'll check it out. Yeah. So uh, quickly, just to round this up a little bit. So night three, what do you think? What you, what's your rating? Um, cornflakes. For just night three, three cornflakes. Okay. But the whole trilogy... Four very, very crisp and tasty cornflakes. Yeah, I'd go with that. I'd go three cornflakes for night three. Um, would have been an easy four had that main event been a little better. Um, the two opening matches were so much fun. The Raid of Aldous was great. Tag Gauntlet, yeah, it was okay. The storytelling was there. Oh, girl's great. <laughs> Even sure, Lady sure. Frost and Jordan Grace was a, was yeah. a good match. But this, th- is, this is verging on four for me, I think, this night, actually, okay. thinking about it. I think this is a four night. The tournament as a whole, I think it's an easy four. Yeah. Verging on a five. Like, if the production's better, yeah, easy five for me. I love the storytelling, the development of the characters, the narrative. Just these three nights. Like, if you don't just if you don't follow Shakara fully, go check out A King of Trios. You'll get so much enjoyment out of watching three nights of like storytelling. If you are looking for one to watch, was it I don't know if it's twenty eighteen or twenty seventeen, the one with which had British Strong Style in it? Um, good question. They they've been in a couple. Yeah. What watch? Just watch it. Yeah, and anyone, sure. if you won't watch this one, get get on Prime, get on the streaming service, get on Shakaratopia, and give it a watch. Try and find the years from slightly earlier Shakara, where you've got the Fist against the Colony in the main events. There's a couple of King of Trios where that was the main event, and like the, those two teams had big prevalence. We've got Brutus Shafter's Crisis in there as well, BDK. I think maybe like four or five years ago. Like, oh my lord, the storytelling of those times. And you have guys like. You know, Brian Danielson, Claudio Castagnoli, Chris Hero, Demolition. You know, you have some of the heart people and stuff coming through. Like, God damn, there's some awesome wrestling on these cards. Would you expect, because it's happened not too long ago, how long do you think it'll be till we get King of Trios in the UK again? Um, I think it'll be a long time, to be honest. I think they did okay. I don't think the numbers were as good as they would have liked them to have been. No. There's quite a few empty seats and such, you know. I think it would be nice if... It's a big endeavour to bring that many people across. I would like to see them do maybe a couple of shows with Fight Club Pro. Sure. I, I think the relationship's there. I think it would be nice to see them have that. And it'd be really good. Can you imagine? Because obviously Amari spent some time over there for the, the Young Lions Cup. Yeah. So it'd be nice to see some of those guys do battle there. Slows me a fiver. <laughs> <laughs> Worldofwrestlingpodcast.com is the best place to find everything. World of Rest Pod on Twitter. World of Wrestling Podcast on Facebook. If you want to stay interactive with us, let us know what's coming up. Get notifications on your pod. Subscribe. Do all that stuff. Come talk to us. Suggest a show. We're really interested to see what you want to do. I'm Fanboy Rich on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at the Tex Williams on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, next week's our Christmas show. Yeah, man. Looking forward to it. See you next week for festive cheer. <laughs> it's going to be a surprise what it is. <laughs> right. Shakara's awesome. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Bye, everyone.